we're starting a new book, everybody. Do you feel good? Do you feel ready? I feel ready because I feel like not a ton happened in the last book. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing happens in the first three quarters of all her books. Um, I would first and foremost like to say I take a lot of issue with the depiction of um, Lord Golden that's on the cover of the book that I'm reading, my Kindle book. <laughs> oh, no. He looks like he's 50 and <laughs> not attractive. <laughs> It's horrifying, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's like, what was the thought process behind that? Is it the one where he's like three quarters and he's like looking straight at the camera yeah. and like holding like a card? Yeah. It's bad. Welcome to Buckkeep Radio. We're coming to you from inside the walls. This is episode 49, Golden Fool, chapters prologue through chapter 4, and I'm Rachel, a rereader. I'm Alyssa, and I have been known to read. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Jenny, and I'm a rereader, but I've forgotten 90% of this book, so I'm basically a new reader. (laughs) I'm Eli, and same. (laughs) <laughs> he was too scared to say rereader this time. <laughs> <laughs> He's just avoided it altogether. I'm we, Ashley. You gotta get a super cut. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I'm Ashley and I'm a new reader. And I'm Joey, a first time audiobook listener. Okay. Corrections, omissions, and announcements. Item one We have fixed the audio on episode 48. For the multiple people that emailed us to complain about the audio, apparently some people found some of the tracks much louder than others, and I swear to you, I listened to it in the living room with Joey yelling at me, and I could not hear it, but I believed him, and I fixed it and re-uploaded it, so if you were having issues with episode 48, it should be populated by now. Enjoy. (laughs) Uh, It's It's not just a rich timber. Uh, item two, email shout outs this week go to Jackie, Michael, Kelsey, David, Olga, The Wayward Bookshelf, and Emmy Linda. Uh, and Joey would like to read part of Emmy Linda's email just because it makes us feel very good. We received a very lovely email from a new listener two weeks ago. She began listening and started binging on, on us. <laughs> <laughs> And which is, I don't recommend that for any listener, but she did it. So she deserves an award. But what she said was very sweet. And it is here in the body of the email. I started listening to your podcast two weeks ago, and I have been binge listening to it since then. Tonight, I finished the last two chapters. And fortunately, I managed to time it so that most of it was after I got off the subway on my way home because my complete and utter sobbing messy meltdown during episode 47 would have been problematic in public. Yes. As you Sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As you probably realize the 80 or so hours of listening up to us during these last 2 weeks have ruined most of my life considering I'm a teacher <laughs> and working full time in Sweden. Which is awesome, and another international listener. How is Sweden? Can we? Is there a, tr- a transfer program that we can yeah. get, get? Talk yes. to us about immigration. 
we would like to do that. Um, <laughs> in Sweden, with a classroom full of teenage students, which I have to imagine is a very well-behaved group of teenagers, comparatively. Um, and taking two part-time master courses at a university, as well as renovating a summer house. This is, that's a lot. That's more than I could do. I'm impressed she has a summer house. I, I want a summer house. I want this life. I want her life. I want to I want to have this life also. Anyways, <laughs> I really do not have any extra time to do things purely for enjoyment. But that may be that all be damned. My students have gotten their work graded, my assignments for the university aren't done, and my dishes are piling up. That's no good. housekeeping or renovating here. So we have we have become her procrastination tool. Even on my way to work this morning, I found your voices, and there's a picture of uh, what was it? Something from the the books I didn't read. <laughs> a bolt scooter. <laughs> a, a bolt scooter, which was a name of a dragon or a boat. A boat dragon. A boat dragon. Okay. One and the same. Okay. Um, I didn't even remember the name of Vivacious Dragon before, and now I will never forget it, that it was a really annoying obstacle left out on the sidewalk. Endangering <laughs> the visually impaired didn't help that the, the, the name much. So now I'm caught up with you. Uh-oh. Uh, it's an emptiness coupled with relief. What do I do with myself now? Um, so I wanted... So this is where we... This is the really special part. I thought this was very sweet. So I wanted you to know that you're absolutely brilliant, and I'm laughing and crying along with you. And even though I understand the Joey love, okay, thanks, I must admit I miss Elena's voice of uh, I miss Elena's voice of summer warm golden honey during the Fits and the Fool installments. And even though they are my favorites, I, unlike many rote fans, really do love the Rainwild books, so I'm also looking forward to that, to the next part. Just wrote, wrote this to let you know that you are all beloved. Aww, Aww. beloved. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, Emmy, Linda. And, I don't know, it's funny, because, like, I've always, I've always feel like Elena's part of these podcasts. I just feel like she's here in spirit, so... She's still on the group text. (laughs) Yeah, she's on the... um, Summer warm golden honey. Was that a thing, or is she just describing Elena's voice? I think she's just describing Elena's voice. Elena's got a kick Elena, your voice is summer warm golden honey. All right. All right, we are beginning a new book, Golden Fool. It is the second in the Tawny Man trilogy. Therefore, it might be the best in the Tawny Man trilogy, since that's what middle books do. Um, it was published in 2002, and Ashley, you're going to read the back. Yeah, I appreciate your attempt at keeping that objective. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the middle book. All right, so the, the back of the book blurb. Fitz has been persuaded back to court, posing as a servant to the decadent Lord Golden, who is the fool in disguise. In secret, he will train Prince Dutiful in the magic known as the skill. The peace remains fragile, so the diplomatic wedding between Dutiful and the Out-Islander princess is a crucial alliance. But when Eliana arrives, she challenges the prince to undertake an impossible quest before she will accept him. He must kill Icefire, one of the last true dragons. Oh shit, y'all, I didn't know that! And Fitz and the Fool must go with him. He has to Spoiler. slay a fucking dragon? Spoiler! Wait, what? It's all That's... the back. <laughs> no. There are backs of the books on a Kindle. 
That is that is a spoiler as hell. They messed up. <laughs> I don't. All right. I'm looking for the back of this book. Where is it? Shit there? gets real, and I Dutiful's gonna have to really pull some shit out because right now he's not looking like a dragon slayer. <laughs> <laughs> I have a different summary. Me too. Ooh, what do you have? What do you have? Oh God, Rachel! Rachel just spoiled us. I think we have the same book, Eli. It's different. Prince Dutiful has been rescued from his piebald kidnappers, and the court has resumed its normal rhythms. But for Fitz Chivalry Farseer, a return to isolation is impossible. Though gutted by the loss of his wolf bondmate Night Eyes, Fitz must take up residence at Buckkeep and resume his tasks as Chade's apprentice assassin. Posing as Tom Badgerlock, bodyguard to Lord Golden, Fitz Chivalry becomes the eyes and ears behind the walls. And with his old mentor failing visibly, okay, debatable. <laughs> what? Fit, Whoa. Fit, we have different ones. Fitz is forced to take on more burdens. Oh, you got to read too. Fitz is forced <laughs> to take on more burdens as he attempts to guide a kingdom straying closer to civil strife each day. The problems are legion. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> that was really the stakes long. are high. Failing? That's really judgy. Uh, they, they would it's say ageist, Shade, I would say. Shade's failing. <laughs> He's failing. It seems to be doing fine. I, mean, I guess maybe we haven't gotten that. Prince Dutiful's betrothal to the Narcheska Eliania of the Out Islands is fraught with tension, and the Narcheska herself appears to be hiding an array of secrets. <clears throat> then, amid piebald threats and in the increasing persecution of the witted, Fitz Chivalry must ensure that no one betrays the prince's secret, a secret that could topple the Farseer throne. That he, like Fitz, possesses the dread beast magic. This is so long. <laughs> it's, long. it's very yeah. long. There's more. <laughs> Jesus. Meanwhile, oh, Fitz Chivalry must impart to the prince his limited knowledge. He's just reading the book. Yeah. <laughs> this is longer than my section this time. Okay. The, <laughs> the process they discover within Buckkeep, one of who has the wild and powerful talent for it, and whose enmity for Fitz may have disastrous consequences for all. Only Fitz's enduring friendship with the fool brings him any solace, but even that is shattered when continued That's to right. backflap. Unexpected visitors from Big Town reveal <laughs> devastating secrets from the fool's past. Now bereft of support and adrift in, of in, intrigue, Fitz's biggest challenge may be simply to survive the inescapable and violent path that fate has laid out for him. Is it over now? Yes. Yeah. How yeah. big is your book? Like, <laughs> that's a really full book. It's, like, like, it's one of the big ones. It's six it's, point font. Yeah, I've got the I've got the blind people book. I've got I the feel like one. the writer for my back synopsis was like sitting uh, two seats away from whoever was writing yours and trying to copy off of them. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the Spark Notes version of what you just read. <laughs> Well, it notably did not tell us about the dragon, so. Might have been long, yeah, that's a spoiler. but it didn't spoil. Call the publisher. It did spoil some things, but not major plot points. Yeah, I feel like something, I feel like Shade's going to start having, like, crazy moments or something. He's going to start chasing flies around his <laughs> laboratory or something. Is that what crazy people do? It's what crazy cats do. <laughs> yeah, it's just describing a cat. It's like, it's just, he's, just, he's turning into a cat because 
because of the wit. Yeah, just all comes so back. He doesn't to have. All right. Well, so the prologue. That was the uh, whole book, but I guess we're going to read it anyway. Uh, first up is the prologue, and Eli, you get to talk some more. Yeah, great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, prologue: losses sustained. Golden Fool opens with a familiar Fitz prologue topic, his lifelong pursuit of and failure to write a history for the Six Duchies. <laughs> the big news is that Fitz has recently learned how to type without looking at the keyboard, and now he can check himself out in the mirror while he works. So one day while he's perfecting his duck face, Fitz looks down to find that his history of the Six Duchies has been finished. Uh, but once again, he's just written it about himself and what he cares about. Into the fire it goes, with the rest. But is this really so different from what anyone else would do? I don't think so, really. Still, Fitz beats himself up about this and just about everything else. He's broken up over the loss of Night Eyes. And my chapter is short, and I didn't realize I was going to read so much already. So I uh, put a whole quote in here. <laughs> but I thought it was good This will be much better than what I read before The loss of a bond beast Is difficult A difficult event to explain to the non-witted Those who can speak of death of an animal As it was only a dog Will never grasp it Others more sympathetic perceive it as the death Death of a beloved pet Even those who say it must be Like losing a child or a wife Are still seeing only one facet of the toll to lose the living creature that one has been linked to is more than the loss of a companion or a loved one. It was the sudden amputation of half my physical body, my vision dimmed, my appetite diminished by the insipid flavor of food, my hearing was dulled, and the manuscript began so many years ago ends in a flurry of dots and angry stabbings from my <laughs> pen. There were creases on the scroll where I had flung it to the floor and stamped on it. I was like the man complaining of the itching of his severed leg. The itching distracts from the knowledge of knowing that I will ever after hobble through life. So this is a pretty, uh, pretty typical fits fit. Um, <laughs> however, even through this doom and gloom, there is hope for our favorite self-deprecating narcissist. Fitz describes it as a second coming of age in which losing his partner and being plunged back into Buckteep Buckkeep intrigues allows him to find himself as an individual. Fitz thinks about how he doesn't believe he'll ever be able to bond with another animal again, and then this thought reminds him of a very hilarious patience and lacy proverb that a man or woman over 30 who has never wed will likely remain so, because they're set in their ways. Good riddance, yells the 32-year-old fool from the back. <laughs> The prologue ends with a private moment between Fitz and Fool on the ride back to Buckkeep after rescuing Dutiful. The Fool wishes that he could share the pain with Fitz and help him ease it, but this is Fitz and he revels in agony. The Fool already knew that, and he points out that Fitz is choosing to be alone and that he needn't be that way. I really appreciated the Fool calling Fitz out on his bullshit. <laughs> Somebody's gotta. Yeah, this is a pretty, uh, just a sad sack episode right here. Not the episode, but the, uh, the, the chapter. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're back. We're at Buckheap. Fitz's favorite place, clearly. 
and he has he doesn't even have his wit partner to like make fun of it with him where no one else can hear so he's just got to do it all by himself I miss Night Eyes' humor yeah it, it does help like cut through some of Fitz's more morose <laughs> sections Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the rest of these books are gonna be like. I don't <laughs> I feel like Night Eyes. Night Eyes is like how you out. take take the edge off of Fitz. Yeah. Keep your receipt, Joey. <laughs> All right, Jenny, take us into chapter one. Right, chapter one is called Piebalds. The intro catches us up on who the Piebalds are and their method to power by exposing witted people if they don't join their cause, and just in case, you know, you didn't read the last book. Um, we start off where we left. We start up where we left off. Fitz is chilling with Jenna and petting Fennel. It's awkward to say the least. Fitz, as usual, is thinking about everything, and Jenna is like, uh, to which Fitz replies, just thinking about how it must suck to be out in that rain right now. <laughs> There's some awkward description of Jenna and how she has a nice face. It's nothing like the poetic descriptions he gives of the fool, just saying. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> we learned that for some reason Fitz is lying about his age and saying that he's 42. Okay, sure, why not? Um, how much do you have to hate yourself to be like, yeah, I'm 42? <laughs> <laughs> why is he, I mean, that's a good age to pick, but why is he doing that? I, I don't know, just to, like, distance him, yeah. Yeah. Like, himself throw, further throw from off those... Fitz, I guess. And he looked in the mirror and said, I definitely don't look younger than 35. Yeah. He's like, I look, <laughs> I look busted as fuck, and I don't want people to count their fingers, so, uh... We'll, we'll, well yeah, he's self-involved enough to think that everyone's walking around with, like, the, the bastard Fit Chivalry's exact age in their mm -hmm. mind. Yeah. It just got his dossier, like, imprinted in their minds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't be anyway. <laughs> anyway, Hap comes back drunk and smitten. He hates being an intern. All he does is get people coffee, and he hasn't learned work-life balance yet, so Fitz tries to send him off to bed, thinking it's best not to tell him about Night Eyes yet. However, Hap is all, what did you do to your hair? So Fitz has to break it to him. Hap worries it's his fault. Fitz assures him that it's not, and they hug it out. Fitz promises to come back that night and has a second super awkward kiss with Jenna. Ugh. <laughs> on the way back to the castle Fitz gets jumped by a small rodent and some piebalds who seem to want to just threaten him and constantly remind us that Nadez is dead not cool he then tries to go through the castle gate and the guard there has the nerve to just wave him through Fitz is not pleased he berates the guard for not having memorized every face of every person ever at Buckkeep it's so hard to get good help just ask Lord Golden's shirts <laughs> Fitz gets back up to Lord Golden's rooms and describes him and his clothes as having the effect of a summer day. Okay, or summer sky. Okay, Fitz. Uh, quite a long way from the she had a nice face, I guess. He relays what just happened with the pie vaults and says he needs to see Shade right away. Lord Golden says he was still dancing last he saw it and says that Dutiful passed him a note asking when his skill lessons were going to start. Chill, Dutiful. He needs to put a lesson plan together first. Um, Fitz gets really pissed off because he's like, some things should never be committed to paper. And oh no! Fitz, the, the fool thinks Fitz is having a seizure, but really Fitz has just remembered his journaling habit and realizes he needs to go and burn his old home down. <laughs> Fitz is freaking the hell out. So Lord Golden resumes their roleplay to calm him down a bit, and Fitz takes a deep breath and heads to Shade's Tower. 
Like, oh yeah, I wrote everything ever down. And it's just sitting in my apartment. <laughs> it's unlocked. It's unlocked. It doesn't even have windows. It's Does, fine. It, it, Ugh. What a world. The pig man is probably sleeping in it right now. <laughs> There are there are leaping He's bucks, reading all the charging gossip. bucks. There are leaping bucks. Every every kind of buck ever has been carved into it. <laughs> right, even if they're you know illiterate, the they're pig... going to be like, "What the hell is going on in this house?" <laughs> yeah, can he checked read? out the the water barrel. Yeah, the, like, the filthy the water barrel, <laughs> the one that's behind a curtain that you have to pay to see. Could you just just like imagine somebody coming who could read coming in and sitting there who like. I mean, doesn't really know who Fitz is because they're just like, you know, ignorant of history and they're just like, God, this guy is boring. <laughs> wow, what so thank you fancy. His water barrel. <laughs> yeah, he's really into a theme. <laughs> I do like that uh, Shade is still partying, so he can't, he doesn't have any time for intrigue right now. Mm-hmm. Or at least Fitz's intrigue. Mm-hmm. I like that Hap hates being an apprentice. Yeah, right? He got what he wanted. He's like, I want to be a cabinet maker. And he's like, all right, go he's be a an cabinet angry. maker. He's like, this fucking sucks. All I have to do is haul wood around all day. And it's like, well, yeah, man. You're a cabinet You're a freshman, <laughs> man. You're going to do that shit. What a nib. I hate wood. Wood sucks. I hate wood. Doesn't he want me to carve it? What the it's fuck? It's like the first, the first chick he ran into like, is like the one. And he's just completely yeah. fucking off with his studies. Yep. Well, you know, he doesn't have parents, so. Yeah, he's got a. I mean, that's a little dad. harsh. He's he has a parent. <laughs> his his dad died in the last book. That was my dad. Yeah, that's true. That yeah, that's right. He's like the responsible parent. I mean, even Fitz is like, he was mostly raised by night. Yeah. So, what does a ca- a, car- a a cabinet maker <laughs> in this universe do? Like. Uh, I'm pretty cabinets, cabinets, Joey. But like, is how much <laughs> trim is involved? Well, I guess it depends on how expensive it is. Yeah. Are you hiring Hap for some cabinets? I just wanted. I just feel like I just feel like I'm coming to the table with a very modern idea about what cabinets look like when it's probably is it a just simpleton some... table. <laughs> 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 it's just some boxes that get strapped to the wall. Well, they make wardrobes. I don't think you should talk yeah, about a cabinet. Doesn't have to be generally. like attached <laughs> to a wall. It doesn't have to be a kitchen cabinet. Yeah. It can be. That's true. Like a hall cabinet. <laughs> it could be like yeah, floor to ceiling. It could be a little short stubby thing. It could be whatever. <laughs> Maybe he's building like you know wardrobe closet things. Yeah. What's Gaming what's the ca- cabinet? What's the uh, cabinet maker's name? Like his master. It's like it's like the best name in the whole. Gindast. Book. Gindast. It's like whoa, like. <laughs> To pull out the big guns for the cabinet maker. He's a very important cabinet maker. <laughs> Master Gimdas. <laughs> he also seems to have like a legion of apprentices. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a whole dorm of them. But there's that makes sense ages. because like why would Hap have been chosen if he was just some like country dude and everybody is like and he's like some master, you know, cabinet maker. It doesn't it wouldn't have added up if Hap was just like the one apprentice that he took on. Right, right. Well, he could have stolen some of the fool's work and, like, submitted it and been like, look at it. This is what I studied under this master. I can do a mean thing. Hell yeah. 
I would have been like up in there. I'd have been like, I'd have been chiseling some shit and making some like awesome stuff. Maybe I would have like snuck in some of the fool's work, and maybe I kind of worked. <laughs> I'm just no, saying, I mean, like, I would be more impressive. Own, I would that, try. Like, he had he had studied this work and like he, like as a reference, like. Yeah, he's not doing any of that. He's not even. He's. I'm just. I'm very frustrated about his. This experience. is why he's hauling wood. He's. He's not even bothering to excel. It's. <laughs> bothering to excel. <laughs> Joey is exactly Fitz's age right now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else happened? Oh, pie bulbs. Yeah, he was jumped by a rodent. He was jumped by a rodent. We, as we know, you don't mess with them. Yeah, I mean, we know no, that a don't. rodent can really fuck you up. So he could have just done like one little snip to the back of his leg and snapped his Achilles heel. Like, you don't want to be messing with them. I just like that he's yelling in the middle of the street, just yelling. Yes. <laughs> and then he waits there for like. Who knows how long? Five hours. <laughs> looking really mean, like like just glaring at trees and like looking really tough. Someone walks by and is like, what the fuck? Alright. I also just like when he gets back to the gate and he's just like, Why aren't you asking me who I am? Why don't you know who I am? Why don't you know everything? Why are you just letting people in? What are you doing? Why haven't you tackled me and handcuffed me? And it's like, remember my dude, you don't want them to remember who you are. Yeah. He's like, well, now I know you, man. Now we're going to know it every single time you leave and come back and who you're with and what horse you ride. He's going to make uh. fun of him with his co-workers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a nice reminder that the uh, consequences of the last book's adventure are not quite over yet. Yeah. E- even if we've got some new problems. A lot of new problems. Speaking of those, shall we move on to chapter two? Sure, why the hell not? Chapter two is Shade's Servant, which oddly enough is like a minuscule amount of what we read in this chapter, but hey. Uh, (laughs) The intro tells us the tale of Hoquin the White and his creepy, googly-eyed catalyst, Rada, 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 who murders his favorite rabbit friend and feeds it to him. And apparently it was okay for her to do that because he wrote in his scrolls, the prophet... Hold on. We just... There's a massive plane flying over my house. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Apparently it was okay because he wrote in his scrolls, the prophet hungered for the warmth of his flesh, even as he knew it would mean his end. So be careful what you write on your scrolls and leave laying about for anyone to read. Fitzy climbs his way up to Shade's tower, noticing that he's behaving like a young apprentice by immediately bolting to Shade in search of answers and what to do. The best plan he can come up with to deal with the menacing pieballs is just to murder them all, which seems like a lot of work for a half-assed assassin, but okay. He decides that the prince is probably safe-ish, though, because he's more valuable alive, so there's that. And he realizes he's just a pawn, likely to be made an example of, and he has a like very woe-is-fits moment thinking about that. As he's meandering through the secret hallways, he passes by a creep hole where he can look upon the Narcheska, Eliana, and her uncle. She's practicing a dance that she doesn't want to do, and we learn that she's pretty unenthused about this whole betrothal. She says the dance is like 
pigeons bobbing their heads up and down and pecking each other before they mate. And honestly, I've had this exact thought mm-hmm. watching people dance in a bar, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same. She's had a little, she has a little kid tantrum about it all because she is a little kid. And after her uncle threatens to beat her with a belt, she steals herself. Eliana continues to throw out some zingers, though, calling the queen a snow harpy, which I really laughed at. I thought that was hilarious. And referring to their castle as a stone cave. Um, All she wants is to fish and to not be impregnated by someone she doesn't choose. So, you know, heavy, heavy burden for a little girl to deal with. Her uncle, Piotro? 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 How we spell? So Joey and I had this conversation <laughs> earlier. Apparently, the audiobooks that what did they say, Joey? I think it was that. I think it was close to that. Yeah, Piotra. I just I just say Peter, and I will be. <laughs> That's kind of what I was going to go with. But um, so her uncle Peter assures her that her fate <laughs> is not as bleak as she thinks it is, and that the betrothal is not binding, and that they themselves are but doing their own sort of dance. And then some snotty bitch delivers a whorish dress for Eliana to wear. And she says that the lady demands it and to not wear it will bring danger to her mother's house. And Uncle Peter is not having it and he slices his knife through it so she can't wear it. Bold move. Fitz decides he's peeped enough and he heads to Shade's Tower. Turns out there's already somebody there and it's a half-wit from the stable and he doesn't take a liking to Fitz popping up. He tells Fitz to go away and he tries to skill blast him, but it doesn't work since Fitz had his walls up. And thank goodness, because it turns out he's like super mega strong in the skill. Um, but he keeps skilling to Fitz, telling him like, don't hurt me, go away, you're a stink dog, don't see me. And Fitz actually handles it all pretty well by talking calmly and honestly and trying to de-escalate the situation, which is not what we normally see out of him. And finally, he just tells the kid like, hey, you're the problem here, not me, so get the fuck out. And on his way out, the half-wit skills to Fitz that he smells like dog poop. (laughs) (laughs) Sick burn, half-wit. And then he says that he'll chop him up and burn him. So, okay. Um, The half-wit leaves and Fitz has a holy shit, that dude was very strong in the skill and he knows I'm winning moment. Fitz zones out with a skill headache and he awakens to Shade. He tells Shade about his little half-wit encounter with Thick. The half-wit's name is Thick. I mean, Jesus. Um, Shade quickly contemplates putting him down, which, what the hell, Uh, or drugging him with elf bark or trying to teach him. They talk piebalds for a bit, decide that Fitz should just dangle himself as bait for the time being, which, great, sounds like an awesome plan. They talk about Shade's apprentice, and Fitz is told that he will never be revealed, and Fitz has to agree to very specifically not actively seek him out. Um, then Fitz spills the beans about the Narcheska and that whole thing and how they're not really like wanting to follow through with all this shit. Um, they decide to keep an eye on them and especially the strange bossy servant woman who brought the hoary dress. They also keep, they decide they're going to keep a lookout for the Brazingas if they come to the party and they decide it's best to get a new little ferret to rid the castle of any small spying whitbeast that might come by. And then, oh yeah, that last thing Fitz left all his biggest secrets and writing in his cabin and I guess he's going to go get him in a couple of days when things with the piebalds cool off a little bit. And that concludes the minutes of this very long meeting between Council Member Fitz and Council Member Shade. All right. <laughs> like a, a third lot. of this chapter was yeah. just them recapping what already happened in the chapters. And we're only, this, is, this was only <laughs> chapter two. But we got cool, we got cool new stuff. One, a whole new legend about a whole new white prophet and their catalyst. Mm-hmm. 
which is and a rabbit and a rabbit real creepy poor rabbit poor rabbit yeah real creepy it makes you feel like maybe the fits and the fool dynamic isn't as fucked up as it could be (laughs) 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 um and then you get all this new inter uh, information about po piotr peter Peter. Peter. And sorry, I'm an American. I'm just gonna say Peter. It's like Pitar it's like Pitar Baelish. Piotr. I'm just gonna do Pitar. that. Yeah. Yeah, the audiobook Piotr. it sounds very like almost French. It's like Piotta. Piotta. Yeah. Oh that's better. Piotr. Okay. Piotta. I like We that. can call him Potter. Piotr. Well, because you think the fancy people say Piotta. So he is Piotta. Okay, I like that. That's cool. Uh, and, and the, the fact that, uh, this, he and his niece are, you know, something shit. There's some shit. I don't know. <laughs> There's some shit. There is some Who's shit. Who's that lady? Who's, Who's that, that lady? I can't go that high, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that lady? Who's that woman that came in with the slut dress? We don't know. Who's that slutty dress merchant? She's the know, servant of Malta from... Beginning of the last trilogy would have loved it. Yeah, do you think that's what he dressed with right. similar to Malta's Malta would have been like, <laughs> hell yeah, I look so hot in this. Give me that dress. I want my boobies to hang out. <laughs> Non-existent boobies. Yeah, she's a flounce there to make, a, make it look. I know. Isn't that so sad that the way they said it was yeah. styled to like cover up the fact that she didn't actually have developments on her chest? <laughs> Kid body. She's a little kid. She's 11. Yeah, that sucks. It's like fourth or fifth grade, man. That's crazy. I also like that she ha- she hates their language and she hates their dances. And it's just, it's very much like the same thoughts that that dutiful had at the end of the last book. Yeah. So, and he's going to have more of them, but it's like, you know, it's, it's like they're just both kids and they don't want to do it and they feel obligated and. You know. I also feel like Eliania would get along with Althea and just mock like the six duchies together. Yeah, they're definitely like pants wearing girls who <laughs> don't want to go to the party. I th- I thought it was very interesting. Um, I know I've read this before, but I can't remember shit. Uh, so I'm like <laughs> s- sort of like ha- feel like I half know what's going on, uh, but like. Um, Fitz mentions that from the scrolls he read, it seems like, uh, you know, the the lady's side of the family has all the wealth, and um, the it's this her her father is the one that's representing her, but the person whose counsel she has is on her mother's side, Piotta. Um, yeah, her uncle. Yeah, so that seems to be her counsel, but then there's someone else who's the lady. Who uh, her presence appears to be there, like Piotta is talking to the lady, but it doesn't seem to be this 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 servant. Um, and then uh, Eliania go is like seems to be beset by something. She's like very under duress during part of the. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yes. So there's a lot of a lot of shit goes down. What I hearken back to with this scene is, like, we know that the Islanders had skill users, right? Right. Because we we saw them on the the white ships. Um, Red ships. The white ships. Red ships. There's a white ship. Well, there was one white ship. One white ship. 
Many red ships, one white ship. Yes. Yes. No, I, I think that is, that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good observation, Eli. <laughs> Great job, rereader. You're this. doing good. <laughs> I was going to say, good For the last, like, 12 spoiler sections, Eli's been like, I don't belong here. I don't <laughs> <laughs> Rachel says something like, oh, we can't wait till we get to this part. And I'm like, oh, that's the thing that happens. Does that happen or was that in a dream? <laughs> All right. The last time I read this, I was contemplating the idea of getting a sewing machine. It's been that, so that's. Wow. A lifetime ago. The last time I read this, The Winds of Winter, or, or Dance with Dragons had just come out. So, uh, What else happens in this one? Thick. Thick. Oh, yes. The inter- well, the sort of second, the second introduction of Thick. Yeah. Because we got a glimpse of him before. He Here's the thing. like Alan Thick. Thick is angry <laughs> and yes. strong, which isn't a great combination. But I think it's, I kind of can't, I maybe in Game of Thrones, but not really. But I've, I don't think I've ever read a fantasy where there was, like, a person with Down syndrome as a, like, character with lines. I mean, yeah, yeah never. I don't know that we can necessarily assume just because he's not smart that he has Down syndrome. Oh, it's well. It's the way he's described. It's the way he's described. Yeah, his physical description. Oh. His physical description makes me think that it's a person with Down syndrome. Oh, I don't or even whatever remember the equivalent. reading a physical description of him. Whatever yeah, the equivalent is in the six duchies. It's oddly specific. It is. I'm going to look for it. Which I think is pretty cool because, you know, as in terms of, like, disability visibility, pretty... Well, and I mean, like, except for the fact that he's called Hackwit, but well, that pretty It is a medieval world, yeah, and that does resolve. The set of his eyelids made him appear permanently sleepy. The end of his tongue was pushed out of his mouth against his upper lip. He had small ears that were snug to his head, below his raggedly cropped hair. His clothing hung on him. His the sleeves of his shirt and the legs of his pants sawed off marking them as cast-offs of a larger man. He was short and pudgy, and somehow all his differences were alarming. A shiver of premonition ran over me. I knew he was not a threat. I don't remember reading that at all. I did that with Shimmerini. But I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's not. Maybe it's something else. But yeah, and well, I think when I read that, I just assumed that, that, that he, that's, he's, he has down. Yeah, those are, those are traits of Trisomy 21, for sure. Um... All right. Well. So in, yeah, and he's very strong in the skill, and clearly doesn't like Fitz because yeah. he calls him dog stink. <laughs> Which means that <laughs> he, he either lines. is witted or he's skill. What am I thinking? That he's either like somehow skill reading Fitz and knows his secrets, or somebody has told him Fitz's secret. I think it's proof. I think it's I think because he's a savant. I think it's proof it's that he, that he's mixing his skill and wit. Yeah. It's like you're skilling. He does he what Dutiful like does. Okay. Yeah. And so. It's obvious. He smells of it. Even if Night Eyes isn't actually there anymore. Aww. I know. It's like. It's okay. He can be still be insulted as if he is. 
So, like, if he bonds with, like, a horse, does he become, like, horse stink? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> He's a, he yes. becomes a centaur oh, werewolf to nettle. Yes. <laughs> Sick. Too cool. <laughs> Me next. <laughs> Just think, if Fitz had become a scribe like he wanted, he would have spent all his days doing, like, centaur marginalia decorating vellum. Very expensive very expensive vellum <laughs> he would have been a master <laughs> he would have gotten the good paper <laughs> i like that he got like blasted by thick and then he when uh shade walks in he's like oh it looks like you just came off a week-long bender <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, did you know that the guy who you're, like, letting wander around your apartment could probably kill you with a thought? It's like, no? What? I like where he's, like, he's skilled, and Shane just, like, doesn't get it. He's, he's like, like, what, nah. skilled at, at, like, you know, setting a fire or, like, smashing teacups? It's like, no, man, like, skilled. Like, capital S like, skilled. Like, like what you with want. Trademark. trademark skilled. <laughs> Trademark skilled. And then, of course, Shade's like, maybe we should kill him. And it's like, wow. Oh, the way he said <laughs> it to kill him down. Oh, my God. Like, it's... I mean, he did say that wasn't the ideal option. But, yes, it's still bad. Shade's kind like of a, a sociopath. He's kind Shade of a monster. Shade is very, yeah. Well, I'm... <coughs> this is also, like, I could just, I should just kill everybody. Yeah, right. Fitz is like, I don't like you. I'll kill you, and then you'll go away, and I won't have to deal you any- with you anymore. All right, so we move on to chapter. Can I go three? refresh my drink really quickly? Yes, and I can. Yay! I can't tell you how sick I am of reading the blurb from George R. R. Martin oh, on I these know. books. Oh my god! Fantasy as <laughs> it should be written. Robin Fantasy Hobbs books are diamonds in a sea diamonds. of zircons. <laughs> like, alright. Oh I worked at a gift shop too, George. Like, <laughs> I heard I heard at one point at some there was like a brunch club and her and George were in it. And so like they've actually like spoken about the similarities between Fitz and the, and Jon Snow. I she should like have talked to him about how that. she finished her series and how he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I write for a living. What are you right? doing? <laughs> <laughs> Multiple series she's finished. George is just like, I edited another wild card. She's like, I don't care. I think that I think that also if you put them in a fight, one they would probably just both break down crying. But let's say they actually fought. I think that. <laughs> While John was like, I'm Jon Snow, let us be honorable, Fitz would just stab him in the neck. <laughs> he just yeah, Fitz her. wouldn't wait for John to be like, get his sword up. He'd just be like, I hacked off your head, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, like, it's like when he fought Loudwine and you're thinking you're going to get this cool fight and he just lops his arm. <laughs> he just, slid her just hacked off an arm. Under the door and just like, mother... <laughs> Please. Although if if he fought if he fought John post Night Eyes' death would he just stare at ghosts and be like I want one yeah and then John would have the upper hand no John would be like are you a warg and he'd be like a what and then he's like well I can talk to your wolf for you you can't do oh that my God, another thing. <laughs> this is like the tenth plane that has flown over my house what is going on well I'll do mine do you then... think that Fitz could get ghosts to kill John for him. 
think Ghost wouldn't. I think Ghost is pretty mercenary. What does Ghost get? Ghost <laughs> get a new bondmate. Mm. A smarter one. A big stick. Wait, are we saying that Fitz is smarter than John? I think so. I think that's what I'm saying. I don't know. <laughs> that's really sad for John. I can't defend myself here. I don't know. It's like in the, you know, they have like show guinea pig competitions and it's like they jump over these like little tiny bars and Fitz's bar is slightly higher than Jon Snow's bar. He's a little guinea pig. I mean, I will say that Fitz will like think of most of the consequences before he makes an, a decision. I just don't know that he always makes the correct decision. It just depends on but the John problem. John doesn't if, always think if, about all of the things that could happen. Yeah, if the problem involves a shirt or cleaning up a mess, Fitz is doomed. <laughs> but I think with fighting, he probably... I was... I, I was reading that... Hey, 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 hey. Uh... <laughs> When the piebalds, he thought they were going to come at him, he was, his thought process was very, like, you know, it was very methodical and it was also very confident in his abilities. And I was just kind of proud of him in that, that small little moment when he was like, oh yeah, they're going to come at me from low and high and it's going to be like five on one and he's like, it's just assuming he's going to win and go back to shade to report whatever about. Yeah. I don't know if he's so much a good assassin, but he sure is a hell of a good fighter. All right. So chapter three is called echoes. <clears throat> this chapter intro is some post redship wars, historical revisionism, revisionism, revisionism <laughs> from Nolus the scribe some vagary about Ketrickin's escape to the mountain kingdom and search for King Verity in order to thwart the pretender regal accompanied by starling birdsong and no one else of note Ketrickin <laughs> discovers Verity in the halls of the elderlings where he appeals to their ancient promise and then rides the elderling dragon king thing into battle with a shining sword for a whole summer before randomly maybe dropping dead and returning to the invisible elderling kingdom <laughs> So I guess that's what they are teaching <laughs> in in the Buckkeep schools right now. Uh, Ugh, poor it makes teacher. more sense than him turning into a stone dragon. So <laughs> I guess so. You're he right. Turn into it. He melted into it. So Fitz spends his morning doing chores around the fool's empty rooms before deciding that he needs to go down to where the soldiers and guardsmen train since he can't go to town and put half in piebald risk, nor does he want to sort through any of his feelings about Jenna. So it's Fitz, and instead of thinking, he fights. He spends an inordinate amount of time thinking about interacting with other humans in a way that must be unique to the introverted, and then ends up getting super trounced by a dude <laughs> in his mid-40s with a thick middle, much to Fitz's chagrin. <laughs> he tells himself that he has the hardened body of a farmer hunter and not the wind of a swordsman to make himself feel Does better. That even mean? <laughs> <laughs> He's like never seen her use that word before, and all of a sudden it's like wind. <laughs> the wind. I think it means breathing. I don't know. I have asthma. It's foreign to me. <laughs> Reasoning that the persona of Tom Badgerlock would definitely be a steams man, and because we can't watch him take another bath in the fool's old water, Fitz heads to Buckkeep's famous naturally fed baths. He gets super naked and ends up seeing a man who used to know him when he was Fitz. It's Blade, y'all. It's Blade. It's Blade. It's Blade. <laughs> 
So not wanting to be recognized, Fitz is on his way out when some fucking guy from Pharaoh decides to start a naked steam fight. And I never thought that this was a trope, but between this and The Witcher, I've realized that I'm not reading the right fantasy novel. So please wreck me your other favorite naked steam bath fight books. Thank you very much. Uh, anyways, Fitz is very calm and watch yourself punk about this dude and says that he's Lord Golden's servant and has every right to be in the steams. And then the Pharaohman is all, oh, Lord Golden, snicker, snicker. And long story short, Fitz definitely decides that he can be goaded into a fight and he puts the kid on his ass with his foot on his neck, wolf dominant style. Blade ends up dispersing the fight and chatting with Fitz for a second. Everybody is still naked and doesn't recognize <laughs> that Fitz he doesn't recognize Fitz at all, which Fitz finds depressing because despite all the no one can recognize me internal monologues, he definitely just wants to be recognized <laughs> <Yeah>. for sure. <laughs> Uh, after the seams, Fitz runs into Laurel, who he refuses to break character for, even make it so he even makes it so that his Jinnah charm isn't as visible because he doesn't want to charm Laurel. Thank you very much. And then it's time for his ride with Dutiful and Lord Golden. It takes a while to shake off all of Dutiful's hanger-ons, but eventually they're riding alone in the forest. And Dutiful is initially pretty pissed that Tom hasn't begun teaching him yet because it's been two whole days. And he's annoyed that Tom is being so formal with him even in private, and Fitz lets it slide uh, that he's scarcely had any time to even attend to his own son, let alone Dutiful, and Dutiful gets really immediately sad and jealous that Tom Badgerlock has priorities and a son already, and it's just really sad. And it's made even sadder when Dutiful tells Tom that no one has even noticed his missing cat. And he's a very dejected and lonely boy and says, quote, then what need have you of me if you already have a son of your own? And <laughs> after that, he kind of runs away. <laughs> Um, and this should basically have broken Fitz, but he's stupid. And instead, he just sits there dumbly while Dutiful rides off in teen angst. And the fool has to be like, oh my god, go after him before this becomes a thing. <laughs> so Fitz offers Dutiful friendship, and Dutiful accepts. And he asks about Verity, and Fitz, shocked that Dutiful hasn't heard much, tells him some details that don't sound like they came out of a state-approved Redship Wars history scroll. Dutiful asks if Verity was witted, and Fitz says no, which kind of reveals that Tom would have been in a position to fucking know that, right? Anyways, uh, Dutiful's like, oh, well, Sybil says, and Fitz is like, excuse me, is Sybil here? And <laughs> of course he is, and he says, quote, and you just let him in. <laughs> and Dutiful's emphatic. Dutiful is emphatic that Sybil has proven to the prince that he is trustworthy and just as much a victim as Dutiful is. And then there's a glossed over, he knelt at my feet scene that would have gone way differently in the romance novel that I read yesterday, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> in the convo, Fitz is like, well, fuck, I think we should get rid of this kid. And Dutiful says no, and then piebald stuff. And then he calls Lord Golden the fool. Fitz calls Lord Golden the fool in front of Dutiful. And Dutiful is like, whoa, what? <laughs> it's a joke, it's a joke. It's a joke, it's a joke. Uh, Lord Golden smooths over that gap, and then Dutiful goes on to insinuate that Sybil has a story about Lord Golden, and then Lord Golden's all, oh, that's a misunderstanding. Pay it no mind. <laughs> and from there, it's time to complain about the Narcheska. She's very proper and boring, and Dutiful can't make friends with her, let alone contemplate marrying her someday, and it is basically all the miseries that you would expect of a 14-year-old boy in an arranged marriage with a stranger. And Fitz is starting to have a growing list of threatening children to spy on. 
Dutiful reminds Tom that he'd like to learn to skill, and Tom demurs, and Dutiful asks if Tom could figure out how to be at the betrothal ceremony that night, even though he's just a servant, because he's his only friend. No offense, Lord Golden. <laughs> Upon their return, Lord Golden twists his ankle, and Fitz thinks it's real because he's a doofus, and thus occurs a super adorable play act on the fool's part of his leaning all over Fitz and pretending to have a hurt ankle, and Fitz being genuinely concerned above all other things over his friend's boo-boo, and really it's just a flirtatious delight. The chapter ends with a threat of fancy clothes and a haircut for Fitzy from Stylist Fool. So much. He's just all the fab part. Yeah, all yeah. at once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I just think, I think Dutiful's so lonely. And yeah, it's really sad. Yeah. Would you be my dad? <laughs> Would you what be my dad? You me? Are you, you my, my dad? You're not my real dad. But could you be my real could dad? Could you be my real dad? It's like, I actually am your real dad. Let me tell you how. <laughs> oh my god, please stop. Oops, I shouldn't have told you that. Oh my god. <laughs> that part where he's like, and this is where I tell him that I'm Fitz Chivalry Farseer, and then he just doesn't do it. <laughs> Poor boy. He really, I mean, I get that he's young, but he's going to be king. He should at least know his family's secrets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kind of agree with that. But won't that make him kind of, like, too loyal to Fitz? Like, won't it be, like, kind of like, I don't think they can keep the act up if he knows that's his daddy? I don't think he has to know that that's his dad, because, like, nobody really yeah. knows that. But I think uh, he could know that he's Fitz Chivalry Farseer and that he's yeah, not dead. That's true. That they're family, that he's not the last living. I mean, it does kind of put a damper on Dutiful's claim to the throne, though. True. And it's, does it, though? It's not like Fitz wants to be. Well, I mean... Fitz is a especially if it, Especially if it comes out that he's Fitz's son. I think that would put oh, Fitz... Before him, but Fitz is. Everybody mm. knows that Fitz is witted, so that's not really. That wouldn't even really be a possibility, would it? Yeah, it's right. Risky. I think that's probably the main. That's probably one of the main reasons to keep it a secret, because then dutiful, if he's suspected of being witted, right. for you know, because of all the bigotry that they're not handling, would be a problem. <laughs> and he's not just witted. He's like witted and survived being murdered. He's super witted. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a boogeyman. He's a cat-witted person. Cat. Can't have this. I love the whole, I can't go see my maybe girlfriend or my son, so I guess I'll go thrash a guy with a sword. (laughs) And then he kicked my ass. But it's not my fault he kicked my ass. I'm just, I'm still fit, but in a different way. (laughs) (laughs) He's cultivating mass. (laughs) Yeah, I'm tacking on that. He goes and shows off his body at the steams. Oh my god, the whole naked. I'm like, the whole time, like, everyone's naked. Step on that guy's neck while they are both naked. Yeah, while his balls are out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the, like, kind of, like, unspoken scene where the guy's like, what, do you want to fight? And Vince is like, I'm naked. No, I don't want to fight you. (laughs) It's kind of like, I think I might be physically bigger than you in all respect, but if you really want to fight me, kid, let's go. It's like I'm covered yeah, in I guess scars, they don't have, and you're like a. They soft, don't have towels. Yeah, no towels in like medieval times. Like yeah, they got. They have. 
They had towels. Witcher proved they had towels. And that you can fight in a towel and it's fine. And it'll it'll, it'll stay on. The six duchies. It stays on. No, because it's not just a steam. It's like there's pools, so you can't sit in the pool in a towel. Yeah, but he took it. He got out of the pool and then he put a towel on and then they fought. No, there was no, <laughs> there <laughs> is no, no time for towels. Salted bodies fighting. If, if this were a video a game, there would be skin. towels, even if it weren't. <laughs> it's just is it, is it on just HBO? pixelated. What if it, what if it was on Acronistic. Oh God! Acro- Play with his ass. No, I didn't. What? No, it's not. God. It's not that. I'm leaving. Play with his arms. Se- season one, Game of Thrones. Y'all weren't there. It's definitely I not that. Think of how embarrassing it would be to be laid out by an old man with your dingle dangle flapping in the wind. <laughs> Here's I the thing. Fitz. Do you think that Fitz really Fitz naked with his hardened farmer hunter body? And oh covered in scars. Do you really <laughs> oh think he God. looks forty-two? I don't know. I've Not never so. seen a naked. I don't think so. Old, so I can't comment. Or is this like yeah. Viggo Mortensen? <laughs> what are you in comparing that one? It in, against? In Eastern Promises, is this like? No. Okay, that was a good reference. I'm, I missed it. I'm sorry. Go back to your romance. <laughs> oh, novels. I said. I said Viggo Mortensen in Eastern Promises, where he does the the, the naked fight scene, fully nude, with his dingle dangle. I've never out. seen nor heard of this. Me neither. Oh, I saw it in the theater. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> with who? <laughs> with who? I Herself. I wasn't I go to there. Movies alone all the time. Ooh. Rachel does it. It's called Eastern <laughs> Promises. It's like, like a Russian mobster movie. And there's a naked fight scene with Viggo Mortensen. You're welcome. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like this scene. Good to know. Good to know. Lord, Lord Golden fakes a fakes a twisted ankle when by getting off his pony. I love how he's just becoming I've... so good at these off the cuff random reasons get my feather box ouch my ankle <laughs> also that Fitz can be where he needs to be and I like that Fitz just is so stupid that he doesn't oh, realize it God. and the fool is always upset like I'm putting on this great performance and you were not he's delighted it. he's delighted Best assassin I think he no, because... I think he adores how dumb Fitz is I think so too <laughs> He's like, Fitz is carrying me up the stairs because he thinks I can't walk up the stairs. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to fake break Amazing. my ankle all the time. I'm going to let him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let him. <laughs> but it's really, because it's also like, you know, he did it where everyone could see. So then it's not going to be weird that his, you know, his servant is at the party with him. It's He's smart. Yes, he's good at his role. Mm-hmm. Unlike other people. Who forget even code names, let alone <laughs> the fool? Excuse me, who's that? <laughs> That's a joke. Oh, it's just a. And then it's like it's just a pet name between friends. It's like, well, you're just making it weird now. <laughs> that doesn't. I just want Dutiful to come up with a ridiculous pet name for Fitz now. I'd be like, what if that's what Bros did? We just give each other cool pet names. Yeah. <laughs> code names. Like that's cool. Like. Father. <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> Daddy. 
Papa. Papa, can you hear me? Papa, can you see me? No. Papa. I can't. <laughs> okay, chapter four. Y'all need to get up on your yentl. <laughs> yentl. Daddy Badgerlock. Daddy Badgerlock. That's my rapper name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to bed. It sounds like a porn blog game on Tumblr. Oh, I love it. What's your first single gonna be? Snip, snip. Fight, fight me in the steams, boy. What? Steamy, steamy. After the steams, steamy hot American big daddy badger lock. Steamy bucky summer. Shall we help? Chapter four. <laughs> Chapter four. The betrothal. All the royal asses. <laughs> because there's many. The intro is about herb use and skilling, and the old masters say that drugs are bad. Okay. That's that's pretty much it. Wow. Thank you for that thirty-five-year-old meme. <laughs> <laughs> it's still good. It's a good. It's good. It reminds us of Fitz's joke. Yeah, it's a joke Fitz would have made. And our own. (laughs) Fitz, along with the fool, is hilariously getting fitted for a tailored garb that is probably Jamalian in nature. And I can't remember much about uh, Jamalia from those Snakes and Ladders and Talking Boats books, but I remember that uh, Jamalia is brought up there. What? I remember. <laughs> sorry, I, I'm like reading. This. Sorry, what he wrote as a sentence. Yeah, I remember. Sentence. <laughs> I, I remember that anytime Jamalia is brought up, there is Come dancing on. people. There, it's balls. There's decadence. There's flamboyant clothes, and and I'm thinking, is there anything bad about it? And then I'm thinking, there were slaves, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's yes. that's. That's why Jamalia actually sucks. They're slaves. So fuck all that stuff. But again, we're supposed to like Jamalia. The the Jamalia style that you are familiar with is Jamalia. Uh, <laughs> is uh, Malta's hooker dress. Hooker dress. Malta's hooker dress, you know, probably made by slaves. Um, <laughs> in this case, flamboyance is anything other than a destroyed Fitz shirt. And he tugs at it, and he tries to sew a gom jabar into it, and all these other, all this other assassin shit into it. But it's the night of the betrothal, and Fitz wants to snoop around in Brasinga's bedroom, because it's Fitz, and he likes snooping around in bedrooms, and he's packing up these sleeping pills, because he thinks he might have to drug the kid. He wants to see what's in that goddamn bedroom. And uh, while we're talking about it, uh, it, it... I want to know from you guys what a pharaoh-tailed coat with a hood looks like, because it's mentioned, <laughs> and I can't picture it, but it's got... It's like a blazer and a hoodie in one. It's like some modern thing, I guess. Um, it's probably got pyramids printed on it. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm the only one who keeps laughing at that bad joke. But I'm just I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep holding that torch. There are pyramids in Pharaoh. Um all this new fashion has come to buck because of peace and again Fitz is grouchy that we're not still at war when things were good and rough and in the good old days when you could just kill someone in the streets and no one would flinch and you got to wear a regular old pair of Dickies pants while you did it. Instead <laughs> of these newfangled Jamalian leggings that Jamalian pants that have stripes. Yay! We have arrived. There are buttons. Too many many buttons that don't matter. And uh, Fitz takes way too much notice of what the fool is wearing. And there's some frilly description about the way the bejeweled bejeweled collar crested his bare chest or some such. It's specific. And, uh, okay. So uh, we're in the Great Hall. Uh, the The betrothal is about to happen and there are minstrels dukes duchesses lords ladies and good eats a plenty and the fool or lord golden was in his quintessential form here at court with a flock of fawning assholes around and i guess his jamalian appeal is well appealing um you know because it's jamalian it's new it's the paree of of buckkeep right now the Red Ship Raiders of the Lost Ark are rolling up wearing <laughs> fingers and ears or something, like necklaces. It's, it's kind of grisly. It's weird. Um, there's a reminder about how the women in their culture inherit all the land and the wealth and titles are therefore passed down to the daughters. And it's probably kind of weird that they brought the daughter here to Bach to get married when that probably would have never happened in their society. Um... Fitz gets jealous about a hanger-on to Lord Golden, uh, that she's just trying to, like, attach herself to him like some kind of lamprey. So it's Fitz... me! <laughs> Fitz is irritated, uh, jealous. And then there's, like, a whole bunch of, like, newish NPCs that are just listed in this chapter, so I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna go through this list and, and uh, just bear with me as I try to do this, because there's... It's a lot of people. It's like the dwarves of... of, of um, the Hobbit. There's just like this, this hydra, veritable hydra of people. So there's, there's, and I'm learning their association to all the, all the main characters. So there's Archon Bloodblade. Uh, he's a big man wearing a polar bear and lots of bling, and uh, he's got a warrior strut. And Fitz immediately knows he doesn't like him, which I think is wrong because Fitz is also a brawler, so he should respect him. So Fitz is. He's, he's also, also looking at yeah, Ketchikin. Yeah, he's making oh, okay. hungry eyes no. at old Kitty there. Yeah, I did, notice, that I did notice Eliana's that. Eliana's father. I did notice that. He's Eliana. like, ma- I think he might be making a play for Ketty too. Um, I wasn't sure about that, well, but we it, was, that. it was a little weird. We'll get into it. Um, then there's like the, the Narcheska's guard, and then the Narcheska herself, who I am now thinking... That would be her uncle. That is, okay, that okay. is Pio, Piatra. Piata. So that's the guard, okay. The, that's good. Um, and then the, the, the Narcheska herself, which is, I'm just going to call the Narwhal Seal Princess. Her name is Eliana. It's been established. Um, and I was a little confused, but apparently those that is just who she is. And described by, <laughs> she's, she's also, she's wearing uh, sapphires, which is kind of nice. Uh, 
Why does he know exactly how many sapphires are in he that counted them. He, he was like, I got it. That's know. what makes it so special is the number of sapphires. So you gotta be able to that, know. Yeah, but I could, why does he know that instantly? Her t shirt says it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, so, uh, Piota. <laughs> so just, which is how I heard it. Peter Piota, P I P I P Piotti. Is conversing with um, Eliana. Um, that was the same guy. So yeah, that's that's the guard. Yes. Cool, got that. Her uncle. This her most uncle. of this is me trying to figure out true. who's who because it's a list. It's not her uncle. It's her <laughs> mother's <laughs> mother's brother. It's her, that, yeah. That's yes. an uncle, isn't it? Yes. Yes, but it's important. It's on the mother's side. Mother's yeah. Brother. Yeah. Right. Mother's brother. Yeah. Yes. Right. Mother, because it's her mother brother. Yeah, mother's Which brother. is more like a, which is way I interpret it as more like her daddy. Because the dad, yeah, because Archon yes. Bloodblade is her father, and he's a fucking mess. But we'll get to that. He's, he's, <laughs> um, he's not trusted at all. He's, 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 he, uh, so, there's some other people here: the Duchess of Barons, and we remember her from that 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 battle in the I think it was either the first or second book that Fitz bought, uh, fought with while they defended their home from probably a bunch of people in this hall. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> Um, Lady uh, Grace Duchess of Ripon, who cares? Duke Shemshi of Shokes, and he has Hawkeyes, something. Duke Bright of Pharaoh, no Duchess around, apparently. Duke of Duchess of Tilt, forgettable. And then I'm I'm kind of tired of listing people who don't matter here, but there's a couple other people that we should mention. Starling the Howling Bitch is back, uh, and her husband, who fits cuckold unknowingly, is also here. Cuckold. Chade Chad is also here. Cuckled. Um, Joey. Is that not? Is that not how you? He cuckled him. He cuckled the shit out of that guy. There's a red squiggly line under that word for a reason. Cuckled the shit out of him. It's like you're cuckolding someone, but you're chuckling while you do. <laughs> I okay. Cuckold spelled C U C K L E D cuckold. But it did autocorrect it, and I've never had to write cuckold before. It's telling you it's spelled wrong with the red squiggle. I don't on see it on mine. What? It's totally fine on mine. Did you click ignore yeah, for right. every time you use the word? In the past? Probably. Okay, all right, Jenny. You fit. Ah, cuckold. Fits cuckold unknowingly. But Joey, the most important person on your list that you haven't mentioned is that little fucking trashy bitch Rose. Oh no, you did. It's further down there. Yeah, that we'll get to it. There's more. Trash. There's more. Like, don't you forget. There's more. It. Yeah. Well, there's more. Um, so uh, Fitz is looking at a few tats and emblems and deduces that there's probably at least two houses that are kind of like competing for attention or 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 or, or favor here. And uh, among the red ship raiders, and uh, it's like Lord Lowick. Who the hell's Lord Lowick? <laughs> you wrote it down. <laughs> it's like a it's like a non sequitur in my notes. It's like it's like they're competing. That's the one that has the hots for fits. Okay, or well, let's well, yes, Lord Lowick has the hots for fits and brushes him his ass against him. And Fitz is all no homo about it and gets embarrassed and uncomfortable because that is exactly how Fitz would behave. So that's interesting. 
That made me giggle. I just like that they managed to find all of the like gay meta fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's all of them. I thought I um, thought he was one of the people hanging on to Lord Golden. He was. He was. He was, but he he kept bumping into Fitz to get to Lord Golden, and he realized he was doing it on purpose because then he like yeah on the fifth him. time yeah, when he like again, grabbed he's him, wearing he was this like, outfit. Oh, I think okay? that guy's into remember, me. We have to remember it's that the Jamelian pants are very seductive. Those striped leggings. Hot ass outfit right now. <laughs> so there's a few more people that are also listed as being present because it's like the entire fucking court of Buckkeep. Civil Brasinga, we remember his ass. Lady Patience is also here, but she doesn't recognize Fitz, who's supposed to be dead, right? Um, and she's wearing the rubies that Fitz's dad gave to her. Fitz is sad that he can't, you know, out himself to her. Uh, near Princess Ketty, this is what uh, Ashley was saying, near Princess Ketty is that bitch Rosemary, the Queen's original maid and Regal's spy, and she was How they directly keeping involved that trash in Regal's so plots. close by? Rude. Well, it, I, if I remember correctly, they she sort of like swore her fealty to Ketty after that episode. In the, in that, in the, I guess the third book or second, third book. It was the third book, right? No. That happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that to no. Mm -hmm. No? So, like, this mm -hmm. is the first time she's been back since she tried to get Caddy killed? Yeah. No, oh, she's, shit. She ha this, is a, this is the first, no. This is because... the first time Fitz has seen her in court. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. She is a member of Ketrickin's yeah. court. Still. Lady Rosemary. Lady probably going to try to kill Caddy again, <laughs> Rosemary. <sighs> I guess okay. keep your enemies close. I don't know. Uh, so that's that's the that's I believe the list. So it's a it's a it's a long list. I didn't even include everybody. Um, and dutiful skill skill quests out to Fitz, who is also looking at him, and he's like, "Cool, glad you're here, Fitz, Dad." And then there's some weird outline. This is my favorite part of the chapter. Some weird out Islander shit happens when Archon Bloodbane Blade proves his namesake by performing some wedding ritual by slicing his arm open and squirting blood on the public like Gallagher style. Just like he's just like blood spurts are just going all over the all over the crowd and they're shrieking and, and horror and it's disgusting. And it's like he's not done yet. He takes some more he takes a handful of blood and he just throws it on the hearth and it's like this is totally normal for their society. <laughs> Yeah, and everybody's like, "Yay, I'm covered!" And then all the Buckkeep people half-heartedly cheer <laughs> afterwards. Like, Yay! <laughs> Thank you for the blood. These, this blouse came from Jamelia. <laughs> I know you just ruined all those people's nice clothes. This is why they were over. Oh, she ruined yet yeah, again another shirt of fits. Now we know. Gotta have your overblouse. <sighs> And it seems like he's making a display of it, and I think it has something to do with that whole, like, the dueling houses of the Narcheska. Um, that's sort of alluded to. And then finally, Dutiful and the Narwhal Princess start tearing up the dance floor, but I dare, it's, I dare say it's no Malta and Rain. And there's a sweet moment when <laughs> um, Chade refuses some 20-year-old and asks Patience to dance. And before the night is uh, over, out comes the thick drug smoke from censors, and everybody gets high. And which is weird because I was thinking, what was the intro about? It was about drugs or something. So I wonder if that's a deliberate connection. But Fitz gets mad that the fool is coming up with uh, 
the fool finally gets or the fit fits finally gets mad at the fool for coming up with lord golden because fitz decides tonight that the the lord golden is a straight up douche canoe <laughs> um he's like straight up like we finally figured out that like lord golden's an asshole and this is we had to see him in his true form apparently to learn that how he finds out the good gossip. Yeah, I guess. How else can he find out the good gossip without inviting He's it? like, you gotta be a douchebag to play this douchebag court, but I'm not really like that. Um, the chapter ends on an interesting note. Um, a young woman still dreams out to Fitz, whom she calls the Shadow Wolf, and projects weird fi- a weird Fitz fix- facsimile which I imagine looks like a werewolf Bigfoot caveman thing, at least that's how he's described, because <laughs> she's never seen him, into her skill-fashioned dream, all Cuba Gooding, uh, Cuba Gooding style from What Dreams Make Um. And of course, it's Nettle, his firstborn daughter with Molly. And she's been skill-dreaming out to him the whole time. And she's mad when he breaks her dream with fog. But hey, the skill is strong in the farseer blood, and that's a good thought, I think. <laughs> but um, I've been told that I have long summaries, so if Rachel wants to edit this down to a very short summary, I've given you a too long didn't listen. <laughs> Fitz hates tailored clothes. <laughs> <laughs> A red ship raider sprayed the audience with his blood, but it was an honor, not a threat. Dutiful and the narwhale <laughs> danced together well. Fitz is skilled out to by his firstborn daughter, who is obviously strong in the skill. And oh, let's not forget that Fitz totally got propositioned by a dude. <laughs> I thought you... Um... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. <clears throat> I think that this is this sounds kind of like a great party, and Fitz is a wet blanket. But whatever. I agree with that. Can we talk about the clothes? Yes, we please. Can clothes. we like pull up the clothes? <laughs> I Let's... love these women wearing these thin shirts, and Fitz is like, "This is so impractical. They all have goosebumps, and they're just—it's just perfect." Their boobs are so nipply. I hate it. He's like, "I can see their nipples." <laughs> fashion. So unbelievable it's unbelievable that i can see their nip i never imagined i would wear stripes i muttered again stop complaining <laughs> are the stripes vertical because i imagine like this like i envision vertical looking. i think they'd have to be vertical oh, yeah. Yeah. this is these yes. are some vertical ass hugging the stripes. part where he describes himself as a turnip <laughs> first off this outfit combo is great because he is dressed to compliment right yes it's fucking great i'm sorry this chapter is so long joey i can't find here it is okay uh, I don't want to look astounding. I want to be nondescript, he says. Uh, you will be nondescript. Folk will remember your clothing, not your face. If they remark you at all, you will be in close attendance upon me for most of the evening, and your clothing will obviously mark you as my serving man. Well, that's bullshit. He just wanted <laughs> to put him in something nice. <sighs> well, you know, you kill birds with two birds with one stone. He's like, you're my accessory. I like, think there might be, actually. so I have, you know how I have those, like, blank pages, Jenny? You might have to go to the page before that, because okay. I don't have it. I just like the, tonight we were purple and white, rather mm-hmm. like turnips. I thought to myself savagely, Lord Golden garments were far more elaborate and showy than mine were. The cuffs of my striped shirt were loose at the wrist, but his were dagged and extended mm-hmm. past his hands. His shirt was white, but the purple Jamalian doublet that snugged his chest had embroidered skirts that glittered with thousands of tiny jet beads. 
Rather than the trousers of a servant, he wore silk leggings. He had chosen to let his hair fall loose to his shoulders in long ringlets of gleaming gold, just like Rachel's wig. Is this the cosplay, Rachel? <laughs> I thought of you when I read that. I had no idea what he put on his hair to persuade it. Yes, to excess. A... Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and as I heard some Jamalian nobles did, he had painted his face a scale-like pattern of blue above his brows and the top, across the tops of his cheeks. He caught me staring at him. Well, he demanded almost uneasily. You're right. You're a very convincing Jamalian lord. So I'm getting, like, vibes of, like, I don't know, like, pre-revolution France with, like, the long jackets, but they're, like, fitted in the chest, but would have, like, a long... Yeah, where's the part that describes his, like, jacket when he's like, what the fuck yeah. is this that I'm yeah. But there's, like, other, like, medieval um, stuff in here, like the dag sleeves and all that stuff. So it's kind of like a mishmash. There's a, she was looking at stuff. She had to be looking at, like, drawings. Oh, yeah. I, I love the fact that she, like... The fashion of Jamalia. Yeah. Fashion. And then he's got all his little assassin's pockets in it. Yeah, that's all he cares about if is, is if he can shove, like, a little... I just needle. like that they're, like, sewing it on him, and he, like, this stabs the himself with a needle. I pulled up the trousers the and hilarious. sucked in a breath to fasten them. They fit more <gasps> snugly than I liked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, yes. Does anything show, I asked him, turning for his inspection? He surveyed me with a smile and assured me salaciously, everything shows, but nothing that you're worried yeah. about showing. <laughs> It's like, yeah, let them look at your balls instead of that knife in the sleeve. (laughs) (laughs) I like when he's just like, he's like, time was when you could wear a jerking, jerkin and leggings was good enough to wear anywhere in Buckkeep. And Bull is like, no. Hell no. (laughs) It was never. Well, let's see. God, he's. And then he has to like yeah, explain I shrugged to him into progress. the Jamalian doublet and buttoned it. It had far more buttons than it needed. It fitted tightly to my waist with skirt-like <laughs> panels that reached nearly to my knees. To the knees. Dressing coat. in Jamalian clothing. It's long. That's why I've got like this, like yeah, like this kind of like. So he's got a striped shirt, and then the doublet that's long, and then striped pants. It's a look. It sounds like some Northern European realness. Quite Dutch? honestly. Dutch. I mean, I have to draw it's this Finnish. at some point. It's Finnish. So. Yeah, it's got, like... It's Dutch you know, or Finnish. Yeah, because they had, like, a crazy combo of, like, stripes and bright colors. It's great. It's because if you're running down the battlefield and you see somebody wearing that, you're, you're just going to be confused and they'll they'll kill you. <laughs> okay. That's where it came from. That's its origin. <laughs> I think... <laughs> the stripes are confusing. that on your AP test, children. You'll get it right. Yeah, this is education. <laughs> it got, you know, that would have... Oh, that's why I only got a three. Dutiful's <laughs> learned how to text in his head. Now we've, we've got texting now, Yeah, that's now, true. Guys. Yeah, you, just, you can do that. That's I'm surprised useful. that you guys don't want to talk about nettle at all. I we're just get, not there yet. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're just... We're, okay. It's just like that he, he figures out how to text skill when... When Fitz is just like, oh my god, yeah. Rosemary. And he's like, why? What's wrong? Wouldn't it be great if, if, if like, well, it wouldn't be great. It'd be awful. But he just if, shouted it? If he was just, like, he just went full Fitz chivalry, just like he did at the other party when when Shrew died, and 
and pulled he, out the knife and like ran across the tables to get to her and stabbed her in the neck. It's fine. She had to die. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh my god, it's Fitz Fiddlery Farsair. <laughs> I know him. I, the last time I saw him, he was jumped up on this very table, running at me with a knife. Now he's stabbing this person. Now he's stabbing this poor lady. This poor girl. Blade would be like, oh my god, how did I miss this? So who was, so there are, there are dukes in the room that were there when Fitz was beaten to death. Yes. Is that right? Yes. And no one's like, Ooh. I know that broken nose. And, yeah, no one's like, I remember you. And nobody, nobody, he's, he's not triggered at all, which is kind of impressive. Well, he's triggered by progress because he hates change, and he's like, remember when this great hall was just, like, gross and (laughs) awful, and, like, now there's clean stuff on the floor, and, he's focusing on other things, for sure. He's so grumpy that it's nicer. No, he's the boomer. (laughs) You guys, it blew my mind when they said the dance floor was covered in sand. Yeah, me too. (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah. It did not seem like like a good idea. That's it's from something. That has to be from something. No, in medieval times, that's what they did. I mean, it would let they you. It would sand. let you spin easier. Like if you know, if you have a shoe with a rubber sole, and like you can't get your, you know, like when you want to dance, you got to be able to like slide your feet around. Sometimes you have the wrong shoe on the wrong floor, but the sand would let you be slippery. Ashley, this is the second pro sand argument you've made. <laughs> what was my other pro sand argument? You said it's an exfoliant. It is. I go to the beach all the time. Ashley's very. Ashley's not allowed in Anakin's club. Ashley's going to. Ashley gets everywhere. Yeah, Ashley's ordering five hundred bags of sand for her dining room. Look, I didn't say I wanted sand in my fucking house. I like sand when I go to the beach, and I see. I like while I see that there could be a pro to having sand in a dance floor. I do not if it's indoors. That sounds horrible. I think sand is better than like rushes because if you're like trying to dance, they would get like caught up in your feet. I just just well, they said their floor they said were, there like, were rushes and sand. Though. Yeah, they have both. Rushes, rushes and sand. Dance floor I thought it was, was rushes sand. by the table and sand by the dance floor. I why are there stone? Because they didn't do that. But because you had to throw your food and dog droppings and all that shit just down on the floor. That is what they did. That's so gross, though. Why? They have an obs- What is a rush? It's, a, it's, it's like a grassy... Like reed. Like reed, yeah. Is it a grass rug? Like, yeah. Is it a grass rug? Is it woven? Yeah. Mm. Joey, watch the, the Lion in Winter. It does a good job uh, of... Are, they, are there rushes everywhere that appropriate, don't matter? Appropriate flooring. Rushes, <laughs> flooring... We're gonna... You're going to have to Google it, Joey. I, I am. You're going to have to try. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a welcome mat. <laughs> it's a welcome mat. <laughs> yes. That's right. That's what it was. It's just cheap-ass flooring. Okay. Well, they, they <laughs> always... They described I mean, it, it in the previous tri- trilogies as being, like, they scattered rushes. To, like, it's, yeah. like... How does like, that... I always thought it was like to make it smell not like BO all the time. Well, I mean, clearly like it used nice to anyway, but now it smells nice. Pretty stuff. I don't know. Rushes like, thrown on floor, floor looks like hay in a fucking barn. And it's Basically. also an ins- it's an insulator, right? Like it's a fire hazard. It's just funny to me. Like everybody's rolling out in their finest clothing and all their jewels and everything, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna." jump over chicken bones and walk on the sand and grass. Yeah. <laughs> Spread out the manure. We're going to dance in the manure. 
can literally tear it up. Yeah, the internet. The internet says during the Middle Ages, the floors of most churches and dwellings consisted of compacted earth and rushes, commonly sweet slag, or other herbs and grasses that were strewn over them to provide a sweet-smelling, renewable covering for insulation. So they also, basically yeah, just lived in like bird cages. Chicken shit. It, yeah, it's <laughs> hiding chicken shit. Yeah. They it's like having carpet. invented carpet yet. Yeah, it's like having carpet. Mm. It's like I don't have carpet. I have hardwoods. You're poor. That means you're poor. You don't even have rushes. I am poor. It's <laughs> not a secret. That's why you heard seventeen poor. planes fly over my house because I live close <laughs> to the airport and the airport's base. Same. Apparently, you can't describe rushes unless you also say that they were strewn on the floor. Streaming. Yeah, it's very important. That's the only way. That, it's the only verb that applies to them. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys get kind of sad when mm. he saw patients? His yes. not, his not oh, mommy. Oh, I know. I got yeah. all like. Yeah. His mom and his uncle. I think that he. I think that she would know him if she saw him. For sure. That's why I was. It just seems crazy that they let them be in the proximity. I know there were a lot of people in that room, and he's just a servant, but still. And it's dark, and yeah. And there's a guy maybe, spewing blood maybe over he's, on the other side. Maybe he's doing, room. maybe yeah. he's doing that thing that um, Th- Alan Thicke is doing, where he's like, <laughs> he's like, you can't see me. Alan Thicke. Yeah, <laughs> Alan Thicke. Don't see me. Don't see me. Dog don't thing. see me. You don't see me. I mean, that sounds like Fitz. Speaking of skilled ones, Nettle. 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 Shadow Wolf. Yo, another just like Fitz dropping the ball yet again, having people walking through his dreams and not even knowing it. Yeah, I I don't know if he's really ready for the position of skill master, but. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to his credit, he did say he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, he did. He did admit that (laughs) he is probably not the best qualified. (laughs) Better than a lot of people in positions of power i mean he's still better than galen better than no one i guess yeah he's not gonna beat people galen. until they cry and like yeah well i mean he did beat beautiful already so. <laughs> just a little just a little bit of beating not like he's not gonna take him up to the top of a tower and be like stand here naked he's not gonna and, like, crack his skull open and give him seizures for the rest of his life right no hopefully no. not Hopefully not. He's not going to make him stand barefoot in the cold for like 17 hours. I like Shadow Wolf. I think that Shadow Wolf is like a really cool name for like an emo band. Yeah. I thought it sounded like (laughs) too cool for him, but we'll permit it. Well, Nettle hasn't actually met him yet, so she she still thinks, you know, (laughs) he might be cool. I did really like where he's like, I saw somebody, but it didn't look like me. And she's like, no, dude, like, I've never seen you. So that's what I think you look like. Your avatar. (laughs) Your avatar's jacked up. (laughs) Centaur werewolf. Centaur werewolf. Werewolf that needs a haircut. It's because, like, he's got, it's just because she's, like, taking Night Eyes and merging him with. Fitz, so it's really night eyes that she thinks is cool and then Fitz is also there <laughs> but you know I'm glad that that Nettle is here because you know she, we were there when she was born and we haven't really gotten to like spend any time with her and it's been a lot of these other boys half and dutiful and all their problems but 
I don't know how voice. old she is, but she seems very bright and, you know. She's at least 16 because she was born before he died or right after he died. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it's for 15, 16 years. Yeah, because he was gone for 15 years, but like the events of that last book were like yeah, a took year some time. I, I guess yeah. I read the like, you're too big for your papa's laugh and thought she was like. Twelve or something. I don't know. Eight. But well, she can nettle. drive. She's going to college next year. <laughs> if, nettle, Damn. if nettle and dutiful were like gonna like hook up, do you think that he would have had to out himself? Yikes! No. Stop. Yikes! Stop. Stop. <laughs> no, Joey. This is not Game of Thrones. We're not doing that right now. <laughs> right now. He's like, ah, you're related. No. Let's move it's... on to greener topics. Uh, better leave it in every episode prompts friends in high places character introductions and exit we got the return of guardsman blade the man who helped uh fitz not get murdered when he was killing people on the night of shrewd's assassination thanks blade thanks blade saved him to let him die another day Yep. It was it was uh, cocaine fits. He gave him a bear hug instead of stabbing him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Civil Brasinga is back, and Brasinga. seems he seems like he might. Yeah, he seems like he might be a mean girl, but we'll see what happens. And then we were also more introduced to Archon Bloodblade and Peter Pietra, not Dalish, and Eliana <laughs> Danacheska. Who seem to be having their own adventure that I would like to know more about. Hmm. Any other introductions that matter? The one that was hitting on Fitz? Oh, Lord Lowbright. What's his name? <laughs> Lowbright. <laughs> Lowick? Low, Lowick. Low light. Lord Lowlight. Okay. Lowick, yes. Uh, okay. Skills acquired. Fitz and Company learn and grow. What new skills were shown in this section? I, I just wrote naked steam bath fighting because, again, best scene ever. Well, Dutiful learned how to skill text. Skill texting. Yeah, so now we have skill shoving, skill and, dreaming, skill yeah. texting, skill riding. Nettle learned how to reach out in her skill dreams skill instead work. of waiting for Fitz to notice her because that was never going to happen. What do they call that active dreaming? But so. Active skill dreaming. <laughs> animal assist. Did we get any animal assists? Well, there was the rodent that tried to attack Fitz. Killer piebald rodent. TBD. They're gonna get a new uh, ferret. I wrote piebald pie. That's not right. <laughs> 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 you can see my brain just went, nope, no more. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jenny. What did you say? I said they're going to get a new ferret. Oh, yeah. Uh, Shade is ordering a new ferret. <sighs> I can't wait to meet him. It's really going to be great. We're going to have to update the logo. Uh, was the fool there, and how fabulous was he being? He was peak fabulosity. 
He really was. He was on. I, I kind of am mad at Fitz for not paying as much attention to Lord Golden slash The Fool in this section as I would like because I feel like that there was just a lot of going on and a lot to enjoy and it was kind of happening. But he described him as a summer sky and a turnip. Yeah. <laughs> Himself as a turnip. <laughs> well, he said they were, said they were white and purple rather like a turnip. But he had fabulous hair. So here's my cosplay. I decided to do an outfit based on the the morning sun out, uh, outfit from the last book, but coupled with the going out vibes of this particular look. So it's like, so why didn't you want the purple and white stripes? Why didn't I want the purple and white stripes? I really don't know. I should just make it. <laughs> I don't know how I would look as your fits. <laughs> purple <laughs> shirt pants and shirt and a knee-length doublet that I don't ever want to make. <laughs> uh, at least we know that the that the Jamelian pants do not appear to be the hammer pants that I was. Why did convinced. we think that? I don't know. <laughs> Why did we think they were hammer pants? Maybe they seem just like hands. regular trousers, but they're stripes, and Fitz is like, what the fuck are these? They're just striped pants. They're snug. Mmm. like that. Alright, was the fool there in- Oh, wait, no, we did that. Uh, Fitz and Azuri <laughs> the Bastard has a moment. Heroic tantrums, extremely bad decisions. Yelling so, at trees? I'm... Yes. <laughs> Wanting to run back and burn his house down? That was a good moment. Uh, steam fighting. I just again. like that the fool thinks he's having a seizure. Wanting to kill everyone. <laughs> for very. Especially Rosemary. For existing. I, uh, really. I really appreciated the moment where the guy, like, nudged him with his butt for, the, like, the fifth time, and <laughs> he looks up and he sees Dutiful, like, giving him, a, like, a what? It was going on there, <laughs> look. Like the prince is checking you out. Like, what well, the fuck is going on? I think what's funny is that like Fitz is basically like the celebrity in the room for Dutiful. Like, no matter where he is, Dutiful's gonna look at him. Uh-huh. Dutiful's gonna, yeah. you know, Dutiful's gonna be. I called him Doodle. That's cute. <laughs> Doodles. Doodle's gonna like, you know, like look. So like, he can't be like anytime he trips or like drools on himself. Dutiful's gonna see. <laughs> And he's going to skill text him and be like, what are you doing? what's wrong? What are you doing? <laughs> it's, it's a lot of be, pressure. It is a lot of pressure for a guy who is used to being ignored or, you know, in, being invisible. But yeah, it's like, what's that? What's going on over there? Who's that man? He's like, I don't know. He won't leave me alone. <laughs> uh, but did you die? Important events and predictions about what's coming up. I think that uh, the bloodletting and... The spying on Peter and Elianya, probably something to do with that. So we didn't really talk about bloodbath guy too much, but like bloodblade. Yeah, well, and he, you know, he also bloodbathed everybody. But um, <laughs> he, so it's her father. He's super, super sketch. He obviously has completely different motives. He's shooting for Ketty. He doesn't have the daughter's best interest, and he's kind of like stepping beyond his what his role should be. It seems like, yeah, but because of the confusion, because they're not, you know, they're not a maternal line in Buckkeep, they they don't really know that they're dealing kind of with the wrong guy. It seems like 
he's trying to use their trip away from their homelands to like bust out and serve his own agenda. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I don't know. He's sketchy and bad things will come from him. <laughs> Next up is uh, What Made You Cry. I think the only really sad bit was when Dutiful was like, but if you already have a son, what use have you of me? I did get a little misty-eyed at Patience. Oh, and Patience. Yeah, that yeah, was definitely Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that one. Oh, actually... That actually got, gets me every time. With, with at any time, like patience is around, I'm always like, it's patience. I know. And when he's like, yes. I wish there's a way that I could say hello to her, like tell her that I'm here, that I'm alive because of everything that she did for me and sticking up for me. And then I'm like, I was kind of thinking, like, is there ever a way where he could tell her when she was still alive? And I'm like, maybe if she was actually on her deathbed, but. She'd probably, she'd probably <laughs> well, be a like little bit when, pissed, so that might not be good timing. Hmm. I like when he and the fool talked about it afterwards, and we're like, yeah, she'd just, like, scream it from the rooftops, and then, like... Yeah. Well, here's the thing, to, though. Like, she does have some, like, political savvy, because, For yes, sure. she's, like, she's kind of a nutty professor, but, you know, when all, <laughs> when the shit was hitting the fan and Regal was taking over, she took over Buckkeep, and she had a whole spy network, and she was fighting uh-huh. the Ship Raiders. Like, she's a tough cookie. So I think that they're not giving her enough credit, but whatever. Uh, we talked about fashions from Jamalia, but I just found that they good. were great. Stuck it in, uh, and then Joey did Fitz fits it. Hmm. I mean, not not as badly. Not really. Not really. Okay. I mean, maybe maybe the I mean he he succeeded in the in the the fight. So yeah, he he was pretty badass actually. Not threatened, and he won. So did yeah. yell at trees. He did yell at trees, yeah. and that was kind of embarrassing. But there was really no one there to see it, so it doesn't count. Uh, Alright, if that is it, uh, then our reminder for next reading section is Golden Fool, chapters 5 through 9. This has been Buckheap Radio. You can email us at buckheapradio at gmail. I am Rachel. You can find me at Darth Rachel on uh, Twitter and Darth underscore Rachel on Instagram. <laughs> I'm Alyssa, <laughs> and I am located at AlyssaMaynard.com. I'm Jenny, and you can find me at Faceless Frey on Instagram, and at some point I will draw the turnip clothes. Yes. I'm, I'm Eli, and you can find me at Chewy Bread Cosplay on Instagram. I'm Ashley on Instagram at LadybirdParker. And I was Joey, uh, powerkid.exe on Instagram. Alright, next up is spoiler talk. tramp stamp what do you want to talk about that's the cosplay the photo session that eli needs to do we can do a whole printout of the back oh. tattoo oh my god yeah i'll do it yeah you will yeah you do p90x you gotta do it that was over a Thank year you. ago 
I'm sure you're still in a better position than the rest of us. Backpacking. <laughs> you should just get a real one, Eli. Just do it. Yeah. Get the whole thing. Three yeah, dragons. that'll be uh, the, the, the one guy who's too afraid to get a tattoo. <laughs> Just go do straight to the full back one. Just do, yeah. go straight for but three dragons on the back. Just bring in the book cover and be like, I want this. <laughs> How long does it take to do a tattoo that big? Like, Oh, oh my so god. Multiple yeah. sessions. You be able to, yeah, they're, they wouldn't be able to do it in one. Not unless they were really bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> just say it took like two hours to do Lauren's tattoo on her arm. Yeah, it took three and a half hours to do the tattoo on my shin and it's not big uh, uh. It'd, be a, it'd be a while but you know after the first 15 minutes the pain just kind of like goes away unless they hit like a weird place like on my leg I, I'm usually really good about it but my shin hurts so so much because she was hitting a nerve in my leg and it was making my foot twitch like I could not control it I couldn't control it it was like I was possessed reasons to never get a tattoo the shin is the thing that hurt the, or not the shin the rib hurt the most but that's because they have to like push on you they have to like lean on you to like start to how about some henna or some no, no. We'll just do we'll just do one of those or... like fake tattoo printout things, and it'll just be stuck on you for like four look... days. Yeah, they look good. <laughs> um, so like, remind me back to the Narcheska Piotr serving woman scene. Mm-hmm. Is that like, is that the the pale woman? Yeah. Is that the lady? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. The pale woman. Yeah. The, cause... the pale woman is the lady, not the servant. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The servant. And then, <laughs> no, the, no, I didn't think the servant was. Uh, and then she was doing something skill wise to Eliania. Yeah, I still kind of don't understand how the tattoos work. I think they must have like skill stone in them. Mmm. Skill stone ink. Yeah, like, it must be, because it's different, because the fool said that that's, like, different. Like, he didn't get that. He got, like, the first iteration, where it was just a marking, because she had <laughs> a dream, and she saw it, so she did it. But then for Eliania, it was like, oh, I can do this, and I can punish you with it? Perfect. Like, She's great. But I think that also means that the servant woman, like, what's her name, like, Magda or something, she uh, she must be skilled if she's being communicated to from far away. Right. Yep. That's true. And Fitz can't tell. <laughs> he's like staring at her while she's talking to her while she's skilling, and she's like, "No, it's fine." He's fucked himself up so bad. Like he's he, I w would assume he would be some kind of powerhouse if he hadn't had his head smashed in and yeah, taken think... like ten years worth of drugs. I think that that's the the like the sadness of it, but I also kind of like the fact that he's the hero and he's very yeah. ordinary in that way. Like, like no, it would if, be boring if he was like Superman. Yeah, I mean, it's extraordinary that he everybody. has the power, but it's kind of great that he has the power, but kind of barely. Like, it's just everyone's stronger than him. Thick is, nettle is. I guess even shade fucks around. So 
later. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the beginning of the next trilogy is when Fitz is just like, oh, Shade is killing me again. God damn it, it's three in the morning, leave me alone. Shade is proof that like someone like me does not need to skill because I'd be doing that too. It'd be like the text, it'd be like the text group, but worse. <laughs> it'd be like three o'clock in the morning, be like, look at this funny meme I found. <laughs> Rachel is banned. We're we're de-skilling you. We're doing what, what whatever was done to to Kestrel. We're doing to you. We're kicking you out. We're just put hooking you up to a IV full of elf bark tea. <laughs> Is it bad that like the whole first book of that last trilogy, the I, the one thing I can remember in my head being concerned about was that Shade was going to overdo something and get killed. In the first, in the last trilogy. Yeah. Well, that yeah, I think more... that like that's Fitz's main thought about him too, where he's like, "Look, it's just a matter of time before this guy like splinches himself into <laughs> nothingness because he won't stop experimenting." But I also think that like he's proof that Fitz has been too conservative in his fears and maybe it's influenced by the fact that he has a lack of control because he's afraid of it because of right the pain yeah, I mean, he he's associates terrified with it. of the skill yeah whereas like shade just doesn't have that fear because he doesn't have those side effects not really so it must be different i mean like nettle doesn't have the side effects either she does crazy shit and she doesn't even know she's doing it Dutiful doesn't seem to have skill headaches either. Yeah. I think it's really only fits. I mean, the skill river does seem pretty terrifying, but... But like, is the he's, skill He's got, river... like, that... He's got that added, like... You know, like, when you... I don't know. You just get, like, a really bad uh, association with something. But, like, mm -hmm. you must but have... I was to say, like, is it really physical you must have pain, that with or is with it, it, like, trauma-induced pain? Like, every time he skills, he's just like, oh, no, this is bad. I'm doing the bad thing. Right. It's or like, I you know, everybody it. has that association with some, some alcohol that they had a terrible time with. and they Right, and now. then you smell it and it makes you sick. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's like he has that with every aspect of the skill. I think also, like, I know that, like, Dutiful fell into the skill river and everything and he had to be rescued and even, like... Like, it's happened, but I, I think also that, like, there's something melancholy about Fitz that, like, is attracted to the Skill River in a way that everyone else doesn't seem to be. <laughs> and I, you know, I don't, I think, like, that's his kind of, Fitz's life is kind of a bitter, it's, it's a bitter life, you know, like, it's a lot of regret and a lot of guilt, and he is a depressive person, and I wonder if those personal tendencies of his make it more difficult for him to resist something as pure and perfect and like comforting as like the skill river probably he's lonely yeah and he's always always just wanted to be part of something bigger than himself sad fits he is sad it's a tragedy really but i guess all life is tragedy The poetry. That's what makes us keep coming back. So that we can be depressed a Enjoying the sweetness. The sweetness of the pain. And occasionally get description of Jamalian pants. Of Jamalian striped Jamalian pants. So I made half a striped pants when I made Vess's pants. So if I just do the other side, those are striped pants. I made Jamalian pants. 
and buttons. And long jacket, long jackets. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I love it. I love the costuming aspect of it so much. Just helps hips paint the picture. And let me just fill my house with sand when you guys come over for a party. <laughs> Make a little Make sure uh, you design sweep it in the into floor. designs, yes. You can just pee in the corner. It's fine. It's absorbent. It's like a big litter box. <laughs> the whole time I was reading that section where he was just like talking about the old Great Hall and how great it was, I was like, this is why Althea would hate you. Yeah. It's like, this is great. <laughs> it smells weird. It's covered in rushes. It's like... No one's cleaned anything. There's cobwebs. Selfie is like these people just, are barbarians. Just great memories of playing with the dogs on the floor. On I the really floor. wish I had that again. Co probably covered in bugs. <laughs> Nits and fleas. <laughs> That's where he was discovered, you know? Always remember that. Yeah. Shrewd I mean, walks all, by and just relevant. sees a kid playing with dogs on the floor. Perfect assassin. I mean, he's definitely garbage at that point. He just picked up some very useful garbage. Poor Fitz. I'm glad that he has given, you know, he, he did very minimally, but he did give each of his children a better childhood than he had. Hap negotiable because he didn't have control over the first bit of it. But once he got him, it was nice, idyllic. Living in the just woods. didn't prepare him to be an intern, but yeah. Uh, you know, I think Ashley's right, though. Hap is going to be okay. Yeah. He just, he's a creative, he's a creative boy who had a creative father who taught him how to, like, write and draw and make inks and carve things. And he, he's an artist, not a, not a craftsman. <laughs> and then there's B. <laughs> oh, God, B. <laughs> <laughs> Well, B is for another discussion. I did appreciate the fact that next to the Bolt scooter, there was a butterfly. <laughs> That's a different outfit, too. <laughs> All right. Are you guys done? We can move on. We'll have more exciting things to talk about next week. We'll address the emails. We'll address the emails. And the blog posts. Honestly, it's fine with me because I would like more than a couple of hours to arrange my thoughts. I know you have a lot of them. I'm sorry that I was on a mission for cinnamon rolls when you were talking. No, it's fine. I just dictated like a 40 page note to myself on my phone. I know. I was like, it just keeps going, guys. <laughs> What's happening? When I dictate, I don't, I don't know how long it is. It's so much easier to just ramble and then it's sad. It's like she sent me seven paragraphs. I gotta go get cinnamon rolls. <laughs> Leave me alone. I have thoughts. Fine. That's why I don't have a skill. That's why it's been denied to me. All right. Talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.